Man, dude, like I could have just lifted like ten thousand weights and uh, and strongman Elliot Hulse. Oh my like, goodness! Not just not just an incredibly uh, physically fit specimen, but a motivational, yes, inspirational figure as well. The dude was living in his van, I think, at with his wife and kid because he didn't have any money to live anywhere else, and now he's this YouTube phenomenon with millions of followers, makes millions of dollars just because he pursued his passion and believed in himself. And we got the privilege of yes. being able to talk with him back uh, in 2016 yeah. in uh, in our straight up uh, YouTube series. Yes, and we we get a chance to just pick his brain, like. He's one. He's the first like big uh, social media celebrity I think that we talked with, right? Yeah. And just getting I a just, chance to feel him out and and hear his feedback. Yeah, and it was great. Again, special thanks to our co-host from uh, Straight Up, uh, Neil Batang, for reaching out to Elliot, and he responded and said, "Yeah, I'll do an interview with you guys," which is amazing. Yeah, props and all I, on Neil, and just man. and he's he's so Elliot is so aware too. My favorite is his little story that he has. On just comparing the ego to like a, I think it was like a computer almost. It's just, it's weird. It's a bit of a mind fuck, but it's so great. Really deep thoughts. Yeah, very deep thoughts. Very well worth it. And yes, Elliot Hulse, the Elliot Hulse, in case you guys are scratching your head saying like, are these guys serious? Yes, we are. Stream of Thought featuring Elliot Hulse. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> back here at Straight Up on Season 2, another episode of Straight Up, and uh, we're here with Elliot Hulse. He is a professional strongman, strength coach, motivational speaker, and YouTube personality. Between his two YouTube channels, Elliot has over 2, mil- mil- excuse me, two million subscribers. It was uh, so crazy I couldn't say it right there. But um, you can find him at Strength Camp and Yo Elliot. So, Elliot, how's it going, man? Good, thank you. Man, thank you so much for doing our show. We are very excited to have you on board. How are you doing? How have your holidays been treating you? What's going on? I'm doing well. Okay. That's what's I up. have a Achilles in- Achilles tendon injury. Really? I tore my Achilles tendon in Amsterdam about three weeks ago. So I'm two weeks out of surgery. So <laughs> okay. I like Taking a little U-turn. Okay. Oh, boy. okay. Yeah, how, how much of an impact has that been? Like, have you basically had to just stop everything physical to recover, or what's the deal? Yeah, I don't do much physical right now. I can't put any weight on it. Jeez. Okay. And this was at the uh, Strength Camp Summit in uh, Amsterdam, I'm assuming? The week before the summit. Okay. I was in Amsterdam doing a grounding camp, dynamic meditation camp. Okay. Okay. That's what's mm. up. That's what's up. So, uh, yeah, let's just jump right in, Elliot. Tell us how the ideas of your YouTube channel came to fruition. They're very successful. People respond well to them. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I didn't make YouTube videos to become a YouTube celebrity. I made YouTube videos because I own a gym, and I wanted people to come to my gym. In 2007, I started my company. In 2007, YouTube came about. So I would use a little flip cam to record some of the workouts that I was doing with my clients in my gym. Uh, I would put some testimonial videos up strictly for them to show their friends and so that they might come into my gym. Uh, I was a small business owner, and, uh, and I also started answering questions on that channel. And when I went from merely trying to get people to come to my gym... <clears throat> 
to trying to help people worldwide by answering questions, uh, my channel took off over those seven years. Good for you. Good so for one, you. One, one of the really cool things that, you know, we, we've had a chance to check out a, a bunch of your videos, and Neil's the one who actually turned us on to you, and I'm, I'm just very impressed by the, the charisma and the, the energy that you're able to, to put forward in your, in your videos. It's, it's very inspirational, and I'm sure that, you know, plenty of people have, have responded in, in kind to that sort of uh, energy and motivation. Were you always like this? Were you always a very energetic, you know, go-getting type of person? Because I know this takes this takes a lot of passion and dedication to do what you've done in the past couple of years alone. I might say that it's a gift, mm. but if you were to ask my fourth grade elementary school teacher, she would say it's a disease. Mm. Uh, about that time was when I was diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Hey, brother, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> That's what's up. Wow. So, but you were you were eventually able to sort of channel that into something constructive, right? I made videos. Yep. But I, how, I what, what, what was the, uh, what was the journey from, from that sort of fourth grade, you know, hyperactive type personality to the, the very um, focused and methodical person who we're talking to right now? Well, if you're asking me, what it was like growing up from you know, fourth grade through my middle of adulthood, uh, it has been a process of rediscovery, a process of, I think for many of us, as we come out of our first you know, adolescent stages of development, some of the things that were cast into the shadow, maybe some character attributes, virtues um, that were not necessarily looked kindly upon by school teachers or parents um, get to become uncovered. We get to rediscover those parts of ourselves. So uh, what turned out, what, what was labeled as a disease turned out in my mind and in my experience to actually be a gift. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I put my energy to use in sports. I'm very physical. So I played high school and college football and then I became a professional strongman. So I, having a lot of energy in my body, I decided to use it. Yeah. And I was an All-American football player, and I was a professional strongman. Mm. That's tight. That's tight. So, Elliot, man, we, we've checked out your stats. I've been following you for a little over a year. I'm familiar with your journey. We've got close to half a billion people who have seen your videos. You inspire a lot of people. But... Tell our viewers who inspires you personally to be the best version of yourself. Well, you know, at different stages of my development in my life, different people, different ideas inspired me. So, you know, rather than going through the entire list of all those who have inspired me, beginning with my uncle when I was four years old, who taught me how to do push-ups and sit-ups in the basement, uh, maybe I'll talk about what inspires me today. That's great. Well, at this stage in my life, my, my purpose means more than anything. A big part of my purpose is to, as my mission is, is to become the strongest version of myself and empower others. So a big part of the inspiration for me today is to, to take my experiences and also continue to experience my own personal evolution 
and to use my experiences to uh, and my inspirations to empower others to become the strongest version of themselves. So to me, it's about world unity. Today, to me, it's about peace. To me, it's about uh, you know doing away with the divisions amongst us and coming together and. In, uh, in peace and, uh, and, and being true to ourselves in that way because in, in reality we are one so anything that I could do to help break down the walls that people have between themselves and their strongest selves right all those internal walls and the walls between ourselves and other people yeah. is what I'm up to that's what's up yeah and I mean obviously that's a process right and it, it takes a lifetime to try and get there where do you feel like you are in the, in the process because you you know your ascendancy was pretty rapid, and you you just in what the past ten years have been able to to affect uh, change in, in a lot of people's lives. Uh, but obviously, there's still a lot to do. So, where do you find yourself on that journey? Well, yeah, you're right. I had to come to grips with what I actually had done. I, I had no clue what I had done when I made all okay. those videos. I was I was making videos because I'm a gym owner. <laughs> <laughs> people come to my Makes gym. sense. Yeah. Want to buy my products. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, when I was making those videos, I was in a way detached from what my true purpose was. I was doing it, but I didn't know what I was doing. So when it all finally hit me that, wow, wherever I go, grown men are crying because I've changed their lives. Man, I, this would be... No, would not this there. grown man, but let me tell you, let me tell you something. So a uh, little backstory of me. I, uh, I work downtown. We're in Chicago. I work at the Sears Tower, okay, or the Willis, the Willis Tower, but we still call it the Sears Tower, and there's this 60, 65-year-old man, man by the name of Mel Glenn, and he watches you while we are working nonstop. Like, I'll, I'll check you out, but he, like, listens to your stuff religiously. Like, whenever stuff's going crazy and he's starting to feel really stressed out, he'll just tune everybody out and listen to some Elliot Hulse, and I'll know what he's doing because I'm familiar with you and what you represent, but everyone else will just be looking at him like, what the hell's going on? So it's, uh, yeah, you make some really grown-ass men cry, dude. Good for you. <laughs> how, how, does that, how does that play into sort of the, the ego portion? Because I know, you know, you probably hear stuff like that on a, on a regular basis. How are you able to sort of balance, balance the ego uh, between sort of getting over, overconfident or cocky and, uh, and still being an effective role model? Well, I gotta be, I gotta be completely honest with you. My Mental, emotional, and spiritual development is highly tied to what's happening in my body. I think it's that way for all of us. I say our body is our mind. And I have been humbled time and again by injuries. Mm, okay. So I am a, I was a professional athlete. I was a pro football player. Yeah. I shined on the world stage by uh, riding the YouTube wave when it came out. And, mm. and how millions of people know me. So, uh, sometimes I think there are people who are emotionally mature enough or just have the predisposition to uh, have a level of humility that keeps them balanced, right? Absolutely. That hasn't been my experience. That's not me. I'm not born that way. I'm born very audacious. I'm born with a lot of energy. I'm uh, very self-confident, courageous. And, uh, and I don't sit down for anyone or anything. So, uh, and when I'm shining, I make sure I shine. So I wasn't going to step down. I, you know, my, 
The ego, what you need to understand is that the ego is an interface between this capital S self and the world. It is how we, without an ego, we would dissolve into nothing. There'd be no barriers, there'd be no boundaries between us and the world. The thing is that the ego is a, is a construct that is developed between the experience, the, the own person's soul and the experience that they have with the world. So that it becomes encrusted. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So you've got the you've got the outer layer and the and the world that uh, communicates it interface with this layer that's upon us. This is, we call this layer the ego, or it's a, you know a part of the ego. So for us to personally evolve, what has to happen is that, it, and this is happening all the time. You're yeah. doing it. You're, you're, you're doing it right now. Yeah. We never ever are static. We're never a static ego. What happens is, over time, based on our experiences, our soul's purpose, like what it is that we're put here to do, uh, the ego is asked to dissolve. Physiologically, when you go from being a teenager to being a, you know, a young adult, or you go from a child to being a teenager, your ego, you, who you are, who you think you are, the way you interface with the world, has to dissolve. You have to die. You literally have to die to yourself. So that you could be reborn as a new, more resourceful yeah. version of yourself. Yeah. I call this becoming a stronger version of yourself. Yeah. So this this doesn't stop when you leave high school. It doesn't stop when you leave college. It doesn't stop when you get your first job. It doesn't stop when you get your first child. It doesn't stop when you get married. It doesn't stop when you get a career. You see where I'm going? Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. That's constantly happening. That's supposed to happen. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's like one of the challenges, though, right, is that people are so resistant to change that when you're asking them to sort of be reborn over and over again, that, that sounds exhausting to a lot of people. That sounds like something that's... You will die either way. Yeah. <laughs> that's well said. Well said. You will die either way. Yo, Elliot yeah, quotes. It's <laughs> because it's not even the re- being reborn that people uh, uh, resist. Because being reborn, yeah. is that's kind of a, the fun part. Because you get to figure out your new thing. Your new ways, yeah. new ideas. The part that people uh, resist is the death of the ego, mm-hmm. the death of the, of the previous version of yourself. And if we don't take heed to the warning signs that it's time to step down mm-hmm. and be humble yourself or be humbled or be humiliated and then grow back up, then, like is the case for me, I, the reminders come as a Chop to my Achilles tendon. Yeah. Chop to my bicep tendons. You see? So, some, you know, I'm middle age, I'm 37. A lot of guys my age, you know, they, their experience is very different, but they're forced with this necessity to change, mm-hmm. and it'll show up as a divorce, it'll show mm-hmm. up as diabetes, yeah. it'll show up as cancer, it'll show up as the loss of a parent. The, we, these things that we look at and, and judge as negative, like this bad thing happened, oh man, he's got a crisis. It, when looked at with the proper perspective, there are opportunities. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad ever happens. What you're, what you're being offered now is a brand new opportunity. So, you know, when these tragedies strike and people share them with me, I say congratulations. That's great. Look at you. Yeah. You get to die to who you thought you were because that person is no longer who you're going to be anymore, right? Just fess up with it. And now you get to start a new adventure. You get to start a brand new thing. You get to learn more about yourself. I'm walking around with a with a limp because I have this injured Achilles tendon, 
And people, I, I forgive them because they're still living in the 5D separation consciousness that we are all watching dissolve. Ide- ideas, institutions, we're living in, a brand, in the birth of a brand new age. Mm. But old things that are still here, I'm watching them crumble. Okay. We are watching them crumble. Look, look at the, just look around you, look yeah, at the United yeah. States, look at the world. It's, it's dissolving, right? All, the, all, the, all that was in the shadows coming to light. So, but, so I forgive people with the old consciousness, but they see me with their, uh, with my ankle, and the first thing, the first reaction, they don't respond, they're not thinking. The first reaction is, oh, poor you, mm. oh, that must be horrible, ouch, that, and I'm smiling, I'm like, I'm concerned about your distress right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, yeah. I, because from my perspective, I look at it, as divine. I look at all these things as divine. I'm like, the minute my I tore my Achilles tendon, I essentially searched my heart, which is the seat of God. And I was like, hmm, what am I being taught right now? Where am I being asked to go right now? Yeah. And you accept that invitation with arms open wide and life provides, not only provides, but these things that we see as our flaws, these things that we see as uh, negative experiences, they are the very mud that the lotus flower grows out of. You have to have these things. Yeah. So not only embrace it like, oh, well, you know, it's a part of life. Embrace it like, look at me. Mm. I get to partake of the joy of evolution. Amen. So I have to ask, I, I have to ask, uh, do you have any pastors in your family bloodline somewhere along the line i'm just wondering i hear i hear what you're saying and it's like i just listened to a sermon uh i mean it, it's very analogous to to faith and i know your spirituality is your body it's it's intertwined in that way but uh that's just yeah it, it, that's very that's very pastoral of you as, as a former pastor myself um i couldn't help but like marvel at the the eloquence of, of such a spiritually thought out uh assessment of the world that we live in very cool. We're all sitting here like, "Wow, this is so refreshing." <laughs> no man, I, no, I mean it's it's tight. It's really uh, it's really tight. Vic, did you want to add something? Yeah, well, I was gonna, I was just gonna ask him um, if if you've ever read the book "Conversations with God" by Neil Donald Walsh. He talks a lot about exactly what you were talking about right then and there. How nothing is necessarily good or bad, but just opportunities to grow. And he really. Um, forces you to look at the world through a different lens, which is pretty much everything that you were saying. So I read that book, and what you were just saying resonated a lot with me, because I was like, wow, like, not very, there's, there's very few people who think from the perspective that you think in, where you look for opportunities where you can learn about yourself and grow from there, rather than, oh, poor me, why is this happening, and asking yourself other questions that really don't matter. Um, but piggybacking off of what you were saying earlier i remember watching one of your videos that neil introduced me to you at one point in your life i remember you saying you were living in your father-in-law's basement after you got married you were had a a kid on the way you moved out you eventually had to foreclose on your home and i remember you saying that you were ready to live in a van with your family at what point when all of this crazy stuff was happening in your life did you begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel and realize wow i am going to make it out of this I don't think I could have gone as long and as hard as I have had I not seen that light from the very beginning. Okay. Mm. You see, it was ne- to me, it was never total darkness. Mm. Now, 
we often get confused with what our outer circumstances are and what is true for us. And what is true for me, obviously at this point, it's been manifest, <clears throat> is that, <laughs> humbly put, I knew it was going to work out. You see? But I was prepared. This is very important. This is this is biblical stuff right here. So I'm going to preach for you. I'm going to talk Listen, about Abraham going to the mountain with his son and God asking him, hey, bring your boy to the top of the mountain and crush his head with a with a brick. Who the hell thinks that? Who does? First of all, Tell God me. says that. But, hey, I get it. God wants to test you, see if you're about it. Yeah. And, and he brings him up to the mountain and he he's just about to crush his firstborn son's head with a stone and God says, stop. All right, chill. I was just testing. <laughs> <laughs> I got you over there. Yeah. Now I got something for you. When I hear that story, and when I think of that, I I look at it as, what do you, God? What are you asking me to do? How bad do you, do you want me to prove to you that I got this? Like, mm. you want me to go work at, as a migrant worker and pick oranges? Mm. I'll do that. Mm. I got that. I can do it. I can make it happen. What What are you going to give me next? What challenge are you going to give me next? That's right for for my soul's progression, mm. so that I can come closer to you. What do you need from me? You need to t- tear both of my biceps. You need to tear my Achilles tendon. Great. What up? What <laughs> else? What's next? I got this. I can do this because I love you. Tear me apart. Mm. That's what's up. Have you always been a a spiritual person, or did this not happen until I guess you had obstacles and challenges in your life that made you humble and kind of see things from a different lens? First thing I have to acknowledge is uh, your language. We're all spiritual people. We we forget that we're dual in nature. Mm-hmm. We're not just material. We're material and we're mental. We're material and we're spirit. We're we're tangible and we're intangible. So to say when did you become spiritual is like saying when did you become flesh? Yeah. You came in this Poor, poorly worded. Yeah. Right. But. <laughs> The, acknowledge, the acknowledgement, though, the acknowledgement of that, I think, is an important component, because once you're aware of it, then you can do something with it. I mean, you can sort of accidentally do something with it while you're not aware of, you know, your spirituality, but, like, once you're aware of that spirituality's existence, then you can start moving, and then you can start progressing, and then you can start growing more effectively than sort of just haphazardly, like, shooting stuff out into the darts, uh, not knowing what's going on. Living a very detached life, which is where most of us where materialism has brought us, because yep. materialism has taught us that we're nothing more than this. Mm. Well, when you subscribe to that lie, well, first of all, there's no hope because there's no eternity, mm. right? You just die, that's it. Yeah. There's no hope for the future. There's no. There's nothing to think about with regard to other people because other people are just dust. Mm. It's a. It's very hope. It's a very barren and hopeless way to go about life. I don't want to argue whether or not it's true. Just look at the result. Look at what our world has become. Look at where most people are, what they feel about themselves. Mm. We're suffering. So if the old idea, whether it be right or wrong, according to who you ask, I don't give a shit. The, The fruits, you shall know by the fruits. The fruits are death and destruction, depression and sickness. Mm. Nice fucking world. (laughs) <laughs> now it's time uh, to come full circle. It's, yeah. it's time that we, we're waking up. And that's the term you were looking for before is wake up. When do you wake up? We're waking up now at a rapid rate because of the internet. Mm. The, the fact that we're having this conversation and you know maybe hundreds of people are going to see it 
and uh, we can we can share ideas and expand and, and, co and collaborate the way we've never done ever before in, in, in recorded history yeah. uh, is literally the internet is like a brand new nervous system that has just encased the globe. Mm. It's like the globe, the earth just just got a new brain. Mm. Everything just connected. Yeah. <laughs> One moment, we were all disconnected. The next moment, it turned on the internet, and it's just like all these, this web mm. just webbed us together. So we're living also in the age of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. That's right. Funny. So me waking up at, uh, you know, around age... 13 maybe I was when I, I first started asking deep questions. Um, today, that happens every second there's a 13-year-old waking up because he just watched the Elliot Hulse video. Yeah. Right? You get where I'm going? Yeah. I've got you. But, okay. So, I'm going to bring up something very interesting to you. I was, uh, I was checking out your website the other day, man, and you brought up the whole Kanye West meltdown. I think we all read, read that. Mid, 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 midlife crisis, whatever is happening with him. And you talked about how a lot of who he is relates to you and your character. So would you like to talk, or if you don't mind, tell our viewers how you feel like you relate to Kanye West or what you think is actually happening currently with his uh, mental situation, I guess? Well, to be completely honest, I don't know what's going on with his mental situation. Uh, and also, to be transparent, I didn't know about his hospitalization, nor do I really care. It was, uh, it was an article sent to me by one of my friends who recognized uh, an opportunity to talk about something. Mm -hmm. And Kanye West gave me the opportunity to talk about personal evolution. So Kanye, whatever his circumstance is, obviously he's bumping up against some resistance. Be it internal, which it always is. Our outer world is a reflection of our inner world. There's nothing out there that isn't in here. Uh, he's bumping up against some resistance uh, inside and outside. And oftentimes, uh, like I said before, uh, those negative experiences, those challenges, though that hospitalization is usually like a, a tap on the shoulder or a slap in the face by God saying, hey, you got to line some shit up right now because you're, you're kind of out of alignment. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that realignment <laughs> process is, uh, is, you know, is a journey. So you know, my conversation in that email was about like, hey, look, I know where this guy is coming from. He's needing to change some shit about himself. And, uh, and here's my idea on it. Okay. So how, how uh, uh, effective do you think that your, your, the writing component of what you do is? Because, you know, you have, you have plenty of, of, of videos out there, and I, I know people really engage with the, the physical components. But then you, you do have the more thoughtful, uh, well-articulated articles that you put out on a, on a frequent basis, too. Do you feel like you're getting the same sort of reception with those as with your, uh, with your videos as a different way to engage? Well, no, they're two very different things. Okay. And, and they usually have two very different ends in mind. Um, one end that I always have in mind with any of my personal communications 
with uh, with the world, be it through video or uh, written, is to be insightful. Mm-hmm. Is to, is to yeah. offer some insight. So you know, sometimes I'm entertaining, just trying to entertain. Sometimes I I have an offer. There's something that I'm I'm asking you to invest in, uh, but all the time. I am looking to offer value in my communication by providing insight. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, I have to do this for uh, for my dear friend, Mel Glenn. He's going to be watching this interview for sure once it's all edited it up. He he would like a brief uh, inspirational moment from Elliot Hulse. So what you don't think we've gotten inspirational moments? Already? We've got this, this we've got plenty of them, gentlemen. But moments. this one, I've, I've got to do it for Mel. Elliot Hulse, why do people struggle to succeed, man? People struggle to succeed because they haven't defined what true success is for them in their hearts yet. They're chasing after paper moons, paper boats. What they, what most people think is success is what we've been brainwashed into believing success is. Amen so, to that. No Amen. You can't see me, but I got my hands up in the air like this. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're struggling because that's not your path. You'll figure it out eventually, you know. Uh, but while you're there, um, you're going to learn some things. You're going to learn some things about yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you persevere, you're going to learn some things about the world. You're going to uh, see some ideas that just don't hold any water that you were carrying around with that you know put to test doesn't actually work so you you grow up that's why i i'm not interested in in uh in helping people find their path or or, or to get successful i'm i'm interested in helping people find themselves so that their unique brand of success grows out of that okay 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 so I guess uh, as we're wrapping up, do you have any uh, any exciting stuff for 2017, stuff coming up? I know recovering from your injury is probably top of your priority right now, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what, what's going on with you in the, in the near future? Well, my biggest project right now is I started Grounding Camp, which is mm-hmm. a, 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 we hold three-day events around the country right now where we do active meditation. Mm-hmm and bioenergetics for three days. And um, to me, this is my greatest opportunity to give uh, what I believe are some of my best gifts to the world um, in, in the best way possible. You know, I was, I was grateful to have made all those videos. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to have built Strength Camp. Um, it's, both of those were important, important stages uh, and important for myself and other people. But right now, uh, my new endeavor is to bring more of what I spoke about in my videos into reality mm-hmm. by teaching people. Absolutely. So more of a teaching role now. Absolutely. Absolutely to teach. And my last question for you, Elliot, is what advice do you personally have for aspiring YouTubers? People who would like to see growth and just overall make it via YouTube. Well, the first thing you're going to want to do is learn the, the technical aspects of being good at YouTube. When I started YouTube videos, there, were, it did, there was no such thing to be successful on YouTube. It didn't exist. Yeah. YouTube just came, right? So everybody was trying all kinds of different yeah. things. But 10 years later, now 
people have products where they tell you, like, look, when you make a video, make sure the audio is good. Here's how to do some graphics. Here's where you want to stand. All, all the technical things. Uh, who was it in, in mastery? Not Miles Davis, but uh, Charlie Parker said, learn the notes and learn the music and then forget all that shit and just play. Mm. Well, this is an art also. When you're making these videos, this is this requires some resourcefulness and initiative. You got to be creative here. Mm. So learn from other artists. See what see what the best YouTubers are doing and find out why that works. Study study the craft. Be a student of it. Mm. That's the first thing. And then uh, and then the second half is forget all that shit and just play. <laughs> <laughs> forget all that shit. That. And just wow, play. that sounds like. I was uh, about to say if you just are having fun with it. It's not going to feel like work, and yeah. success or what you are you define as success will just naturally come come for you. Cool. Um, Elliot, do you have any last words? Anything you want to touch on that we haven't discussed, or anything you want to say to just the general audience at all? Nope. Is well, <laughs> cool. I'd like to say this has been a very profound interview. Very deep. I think. Briggs, myself, and Neil absolutely loved every minute of this. So thank yeah. you very much for taking some time out of your yeah, day to you. yeah. to hang with us. Um, Elliot Holst, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for coming by straight up. You guys type his name in Google or YouTube and you'll find a plethora of information and links. But uh, again, Elliot, thank you very much for coming by. Take it easy, man. My pleasure. Take care, guys.